Hola, somos Tania Moreno y Daniela Álvarez de TCU. Y estás escuchando College Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! This is Tania Moreno and Daniela Álvarez from TCU. And you are in College Beach Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go, Go Frogs! Hi everyone, I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball and you are listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Alana Rennie of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And I'm Alex Parker of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And you're listening to College Beach Volleyball Weekly. Is that right? No. <laughs> hey everyone, it is a 2022 season for Collegiate Beach Volleyball. And I think we're all super excited. Back with me for yet another run around the sun, we'll call it. Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford University and Mats Fitzpatrick of not the ACC network, but of Florida State University. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. I'm so excited to be back with everyone. I know. it's We've got our trio back together, finally, back in action. <laughs> Just for preseason, we had to go solo jobs, so, but it, it was great. And we had some great guests, not filling in for you guys, but just finding out more about programs across the nation. But we just finished week one, and it was an exciting one at that. And the question I want to pose to both of you are, what duels caught your eyes this week? And I'm going to start on the East Coast with Matt's. Yeah, well, so on the East Coast, I mean, obviously, the duel that caught my eye was Tampa upsetting Cal Poly. Uh, Cal Poly, they had a rough ride. They, I think they got in at 6 a.m., which was so much earlier their time. So they had to have been exhausted. But that upset, that speaks volumes for Tampa. Um, and then also, I feel like there's a, a good wake-up call to any program that gets upset like that right off the bat. So, But I think Cal Poly has more in them. I see them making a huge comeback and having a really good season just because of the circumstances that they went through. I feel like that's the only reason they lost. Yep. How about you, Charlie? Yeah, so obviously I think the Tampa Cal Poly match was one that I definitely had my eyes on. That was like a big, crazy upset to go for. Um, but I think that looking at it even further, coming back to the West Coast, um, we were out in Hawaii in the Duke Kahanamoku Classic. Um, and I was really impressed with all of the duels going on there. Um, and I also was really impressed with the duel between Long Beach State and Cal um, going 3-2. Um, Got to give props to my brothers up north, the Cal Beach Volleyball team, for taking that one three two. Um, that was third game, like third set, coming down to the wire, dual breaker or tiebreaker match. It was an awesome, an awesome win for Cal. And honestly, just I think the West Coast was really just putting in some work this weekend. It looked like there were some good matchups. Well, I don't even know where to go from there because I saw the results over at the FSU Beach match, which is where Mads is at was working that Long Beach State Cal, just doing some coverage. And I'll say that that uh, came down to the number two pairs of uh, Ainsley Riddell and Ava Mann against, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to shoot myself for the uh, Long Beach team. But they were- Brian King and Holly Jackson? Uh, no, they were, they played at a, they played at the threes that day. Oh. You have to look back again. I Oh wait, Stevens was one of the names. Oh, oh, oh Sydney Stevens. Yes. Oh. And uh, Pertezzi. Pertezzi Stevens. <laughs> but it was an incredible extended third set tiebreak. But uh, what was most amazing about that is um, seeing in the number one pairs, Vima Murkovich for her last go, teaming up with Anna Costa, the transfer from Stetson. 
I was like, well, and I was talking to, to uh, Mima before the duel started. And she's like, yeah, we haven't played together that much. There's still a communication barrier, you know, with the, the uh, Portuguese and, you know, because since she's Brazilian and uh, we're still trying to work things out. I, I don't know how we're going to do, but, you know, we have the potential. And we came in and just beat Long Beach 2-0. Like, I mean, it wasn't even a question. So they're only going to get better from there. And seeing the way that Mima, she's Mima. She's blocking tons of balls. She's hitting, uh, putting balls away. And uh, Anna is a jumper and um, she's super athletic. I had no idea that someone could jump that high and hit the ball that straight down on every ball. So um, scary for Cal. They're going to be a, uh-oh, your rival, Charlie. You're going to be uh, right across the bay there. <laughs> no, they're, they're solid players. I mean, we've obviously we've faced them a couple of times in my career, just a few, <laughs> but I got to see Anna in preseason and I was incredibly impressed at how phenomenal of an athlete she is. And Mima never ceases to impress any of us. Like, I mean, she does some incredible things. And I think that, I mean, it's going to be another year of really, really tight, really, really fun Stanford Cal matchups. <laughs> throughout yeah. the season. Well, let's jump over back to the East coast where Mads is at for that FSU beach match, uh, UAB, Cal Poly, FAU, and Tampa, and Southern Mississippi, but TCU, which uh, TCU didn't play you guys, Florida State, in case you're wondering where Mads is from. I guess you're saving that for this upcoming weekend, but talk about that tournament that you hosted out there. I mean, there's pretty some insane play out there. Oh, yeah. It was very high level, and I think since it was the first tournament of the year, everyone was just firing on all cylinders. People were hitting as hard as they can, jump top spinning as hard as they can. Like, it was just an all out grind for every point. Our coach was like, listen, everyone's going to play you guys as hard as they possibly can. And it's true. Teams gave us actual hell this. I mean, like we, we did really good because we've had really good training, but people played us as hard as they could. And it was really high level volleyball. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's jump on some teams that we kind of uh, mentioned them uh, before jumping on, but uh, you got LMU playing well. They beat Cal, beat Stetson and beat Long Beach State. They're also in the top five. Um, what do you guys know of LMU? And we'll start with you, Charlie. Yeah. So, I mean, watching LMU, I got to see a little bit of clips from them this weekend. Didn't get to see, obviously, full matches because we were in our own matches. But LMU is a force to be reckoned with. And I think all of us kind of knew that coming in. Leaving last year, we were all, I mean, they kind of shell-shocked the nation at coming in at the National Championship Tournament, putting up some upsets really just competing at the highest of high levels. And I was so impressed with them. So coming in this year, I knew that they were going to be a force to be reckoned with, with transfer of Macy. They've got Megan Rice coming back. They've got Reka. They've got Selena. They've got Avery who transferred from FSU. Like they are a stacked lineup already this year. And I think that I was, so I was expecting them to be a force to be reckoned with. And they came out that first weekend and really show that that's what they are. Yeah. Mads, over to you. Some of the more traditional CCSA powerhouses. I mean, you got to talk about FAU, um, Conference USA Pair of the Week. You got Erica Brock and Mackenzie Morris, who mm-hmm. spoke to last week uh, in our season preview. Still got LSU in the mix and Stetson's making some moves. Talk about what you've seen and what you know so far. Uh, so far, I know that everyone is just keeps getting better and better. I watched Erica and Mac of FAU play our ones. Brooke and Maddie, and it was the most insane game. The third set went 28-26. Mac and Erica were just tagging the outside of the back line or the sidelines, just like the outside of the line, like every, every single time. So, I mean, the level of play from every team is is really, really strong. I'm excited for our conference. It ever just, every year gets better and better. 
Well, I got to speak with them uh, actually on Sunday night and they couldn't wipe the smile from their face because the level of competition against Maddie and Brooke at your Florida State number ones. He said, Erica was like, this was probably the, the match I'm going to remember for the rest of my life in my career because oh. of how high the, uh, the competition was and the fact that it was a 28-26 third set tie break. So we were getting we were getting score updates of that game and i remember like i was like glued to my phone getting those score updates i was like no way that this is going on right now i think i told the final score of the third set was like 28 26 and i vividly remember three of my teammates heads whipping around like jaw dropped like no way that is gnarly (laughs) i was like god i want to watch the film on that just for the entertainment like holy moly (laughs) I, well, both Erica and Mackenzie posted some clips from the weekend, and I, I just feel like they're playing next level. You know, they're they're definitely in the number ones, probably for sure top five in the nation from what I've seen, but I still have to see a lot. So I agree. And it helps. They play together. I think every single year they've been there. So their chemistry is just at the top of its game. Yep. Um, let's jump back over to, I'd say the West Coast, but it's technically the island at the Heineken Duke Hanamoko Beach Classic. What did you gather and what you collect from those teams that you saw competing that weekend? Yeah. So being there, I mean, we were ready. We coming in, Stanford has always been a little bit of an underdog before this year. And we kind of sat down before season started with our coaches and everything. We realized like this was the season where we not only had to be coming out for blood, but people were going to be coming out for our blood as well. Um, And so we knew that coming in that we had to be on our A game and we were very, very, very impressed with the level of competition out there. And I was also just, I was impressed and proud of our team for putting up the battles that we did, getting the wins that we did. And also just really impressed. I mean, I know Hawaii has gone through some program shifts, program changes, um, and they absolutely are a team that is a force to be reckoned with as well. I was really impressed with Hawaii, always impressed with UCLA. I'm excited. We had some really tight matches between our Stanford girls and our UCLA um competitors and we had some just I don't know I think that looking at it just like Mads was saying that the level of conference competition gets higher and higher every year I think it's honestly nationally competition get levels get higher and higher every year because I don't think I've ever seen a preseason or a first season opener tournament be that high of a level of competition that right out of the bat I feel like there there would have been such a high level of nerves going into this first weekend but Instead, we saw the opposite. We saw the, an elevated level of play across the board, one through fives. And would you say that's a fair assessment of what we saw this weekend? Yeah, I would definitely say that. I think that there's always nerves to go around. And I think that some people channel those nerves as like high adrenaline, like, oh my gosh, I have to hit the ball as hard as I can. Um, and other girls channel it with a little bit more nerves, but even just being out on the beach and seeing our freshmen compete for the first time in their first collegiate matches, like they came out guns firing and I was so proud of them I mean nerves are nerves but execution was still on point even with the nerves amidst it all yep anything to add there Mads uh no I think that was pretty spot on I was gonna add I am also really excited to watch Hawaii play like the fact that they played UCLA so close like three two and then they beat Stanford but then they lost to Stanford like they're just right in the thick of things and I think they kind of we didn't really see that in years past or like recent years. So I'm actually really excited for Hawaii and to watch their growth throughout this year. Yep. 
The other teams we talked about before going on were GCU, uh, Alana Navas and Abby Hansen, pair to watch, uh, Long Beach State, which very impressed their ones and twos. So in the Big West, can't got get, can't get got caught sleeping on them um, because you got in the in the number one pairs. Uh, is it a uh, Skyler German uh, playing in the number ones? And uh, impressive, very, very great defender for the beach. And then Cal State Bakersfield, who entered for the first time the ABCA top 20 poll. And um, that was one of the teams that Coach Todd Rogers of Cal Poly said, got to keep an eye on that Bakersfield team. So we're, we're seeing some shifting here uh, in collegiate beach volleyball. When you go to our next second, picking some of the top performances, I went ahead and and cherry pick some from uh, collegebeachvb.com. Thanks, Mike, and uh, all you guys there putting that work together. Um, number one pairs. Actually, we'll start with number fives. Uh, for FSU, Kate Privet, Raylan White, 4-0 on the weekend. And LSU, Sierra Capo and Ellie Shank of LSU, 4-0. Um, any comment on uh, what you guys know, those that particular pair? And feel free to jump in. Yeah, uh, so I think Kate and Raylan are going to be the best fives pair in the country. They are insane. Kate is so athletic, and then Raylan is so wristy, and Raylan has so much beach, beach smarts, and Kate is just like, I don't know. They're just both so incredible. I see them being undefeated the entire season. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anything to add, Charlie? I mean, I'm going to have to say that that's a pretty valid assessment is what I was looking at them and they're an incredible team. I mean, Kate's, I, I played with Kate growing up, like we played in juniors a bunch of times and she's always been a phenomenal athlete. I got the chance to play against Raylan when she was still in high school and I was always impressed with her. Um, and so I think that they're going to be an absolute force. I'm super proud of the LSU pair that you were mentioning of Ellie and Sierra. Sierra and I actually went to high school together. So I've known her for a long time. She's a point um, Loma pointer. Is that what it yes. is? Point Loma Pointers. That's us. <laughs> um, so we go, we go back, we played club together. Um, and she worked her way into a very, very tough LSU lineup to break. Um, and I think that that's awesome. Her and the fours pair with Grace Sites, both of the three of us all played club together. And I think that I'm excited to see LSU's new team and see where they take themselves with it. Yep. Let's go to the number four pairs. Uh, Sophie Moore and Nally Mizkowski, UCLA went five and zero on the weekend. Uh, Jordan Polo, Anna Long, teammates, Florida State, 4-0 on the weekend. And from Georgia State, Angel Ferrari, and I guess sister Bella Ferrari. Uh, feel free to jump in uh, and what you guys know about them. I, I can start this with Natalie and Sophie. Um, what we were talking about of freshman nerves not really being freshman nerves anymore, I would say this pair is like the epitome of that. I got to watch them a little bit. I was playing same flight as them. So I only got to see bits and pieces. Um, but when we were off and when we were watching UCLA, I was so impressed. I mean, Sophie Moore preseason college beach volleyball uh, newcomer of the year. I mean, I think that that's fitting. She is one of the most dynamic players like out there and she's incredible. Um, and Natalie played amazing as well. Like they are a fire force pair as to, as yeah. an all freshman duo. Um, so I think that they're, I mean, they're incredible. Anyone, hey, Bats, jump in. Yeah. Uh, so I actually, over the summer, I had an internship in Atlanta. So I was around the Ferrari twins and I actually played with them a bit and they are incredible. I don't think I've ever seen someone jump that high or have as much ball control as them two. And I'm really happy to hear that they're playing together because they're really fun to watch and they're really aggravating to play. <laughs> and they're just like hands up little scrappy squirrels. 
and they're incredible. So I'm excited for them. Um, and then our first pair of Anna Long freshman and Jordan Polo transfer from Cal. I think, well, okay, I'm going off about FSU, but I think that they're going to be one of the top first pairs in the country because Anna is so tall and long play on her last name, Anna Long. But um, anyway, like the high line is so high. They, the other team has to go so high over her block. And Jordan is so fast. She runs down everything. And then both of them are really good at uh, surfer receive and side out. So yeah, I'm really excited for them. And I feel like they're going to go undefeated all season too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I got a lot of, I had a lot of playing reps and experience against Jordan Polo. And I have to say, I never once enjoyed playing against her. I really loved like anytime <laughs> practicing with her. Mm -hmm. uh, but seeing her like in the fours making that impact immediately. I mean, she's a beast. Like she's, yeah. she was huge for the Cal program. And so I, when she transferred to FSU, like you guys got a couple of massive transfers that I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I only add that with Sophie Moore. I got to see them playing that fall tournament at Manhattan beach and so impressed. She's playing in the uh, number ones. Uh, since it's all exhibition, like uh, Coach Stein Metzger and Jenny Johnson Jordan, were like, oh, let's just stick her in there. And uh, it was like she had been at the ones for her entire life. Uh, she just was so uh, cerebral, very athletic, quick to respond, has a great array of shots. And uh, I, and Stein's like, or <laughs> the coaching staff's like, oh, this one's a special one. Watch this one. So definitely on on my radar. I had jumped to the number three pairs. Selena Marolf, Abby Thorpe of LMU went 4-0. Jaden Whitmarsh, Dev Newberry, the Pac-12 pair of the week from UCLA, 4-0. Uh, and then my favorite one, mm -hmm. Elena Chacon and Mads Fitzpatrick, Florida State, 4-0 with wins over Cal Poly and FAU. I think someone may know about Mads Fitzpatrick, but I'm going to jump to Charlie and have <laughs> her talk. <laughs> I guess. I mean, we were just talking about how LMU is forced to be reckoned with. I'm going to give my quick take on all of those pairs because I kind of love all of them. <laughs> so LMU, I mean, we said that they were forced to be reckoned with. That's an incredible threes pair to already, like, I mean, that's gnarly. Selena's, I've seen her play a lot. I've never gotten the chance to play against her, but she's a very, very talented beach volleyball player. Um, jumping to UCLA, I got to watch Devin and Jaden. I've trained with them a bunch. I've known them for years since we were little. Um, they absolutely deserved that pair of the tournament. They played amazing the whole weekend. They are so fiery, so loving. Like it's the cutest little combination of how much they love each other and how fiery they both are and competitive. They're awesome. And then, you know, our, our FSU threes of Elena and Mads, I love them both. I, when I saw that they were back together, I remember very vividly my freshman year playing them at USA Paris Championships when Mads and I met for the first time. <laughs> and I hated playing them then. So when I saw that they were back together, I was like, all right, I kind of hate, I think I hate that because they're going to be really, really solid. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. Yeah, that was, I, I was thinking about too. That was so much fun. I'll, I just I'll never forget the last point too. So funny. For our listeners, we're not just putting Mads on there because she's on our show it's because she showed up in the stat call i'm like what oh. she's one of the top three uh, three pairs in the nation this week <laughs> thank you yeah i absolutely love playing with elena it's like a fun little throwback and we feel just we feel very scrappy together and i feel like our offense is on point so yeah i'm looking forward to the rest of the season thank you that was really sweet charlie <laughs> Well, there's some great clips of you and a couple of your matches, Mad. So uh, you know, you have you definitely had your game on. Um, Thank you. Let's see. We'll go to the number two pairs. Uh, 
Parker Bracken, Kyle, Kylie DeBerg of LSU, they went 4-0 with wins over Tulane and Georgia State without dropping a set. Avery Popinga and Maureen Kinna of LMU went 4-0 against Long Beach State, Stetson, Cal, and Cal State Northridge, only dropping one set. I don't know a whole bunch except for, uh, gosh, I don't know any of them, actually. So I'm going to rely on you guys on this one. <laughs> I think I have to give a shout out to the LMU pair of Avery and Marine because I mean they are actually like the top ranked pair of all of the positions on college beach volleyball and that's a very very impressive pair to be at um they I believe I played against Marine in preseason I want to say that we that I matched up against her and I was very impressed at how high she jumped um so when I saw that the two of them were together I was like okay that's that's again another very fire pair um and I don't know. I think that that's really impressive to go an entire weekend playing at the twos, playing at a high level of competition without dropping a set and with dropping one set as both of those pairs are giving. Um, yeah. Yep. What yeah. you got to add, Matt? The only one I, I really know is Avery because she was on our team last year and I'm a huge Avery fan. She works so incredibly hard for being so tall. She has such control of her body and her movements. And she's very fast for being so tall. Great blocker. She hits straight down. I'm a huge Avery fan and I'm really excited for her at LMU because she's going to tear it up this season. <laughs> I'm actually pretty proud of the number one pairs that I picked out because of all of them, I had five of the six athletes on the show, the preseason uh, college volleyball weekly, nice. which is incredible. So Number one pair, TCU, Danny Alvarez and Tanya Moreno, 4-0 with wins over Ella Connor and Tia Mirich. Mirich was here on the show. Um, Cal Poly, uh, I'm sorry, Erica Brock and Mackenzie Morris of FAU. Um, obviously, they went up against each other at one point during the weekend. But obviously, these are teams to be watching in the nation because they've been tabbed, in, depending on what you're reading, as some of the top teams in the number one pairs, if not the nation. So um, we'll start with you, Mads, on, on the uh, pairs that we named that were the top number ones this week. And Yeah, TCU, they're incredible. I actually didn't get to watch them at all, but I know they beat Cal Poly and FAU. Those are two really good, strong top 10 teams. Or is, is FAU in the top 10? No. They are okay. just outside. They're at the okay. 12 or 13, depending on what poll you look at. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. The TC ones, they're fantastic. Um, and then Erica McKenzie, like, like I said before, they're just so much fun to watch. It's the outside of the line every time. I don't know how they do it. Um, yeah. Charlie. All right, Matt. I'm sorry, Charlie. <laughs> Getting us confused already. <laughs> <laughs> it's my nervous energy for the first true episode of the season. <laughs> So, um, I mean, Erica McKenzie, I mean, I already said that, th that three set thriller at FSU against FSU against Brooke and Maddie, like that's a, that's incredible. Like that's fantastic by them. They alone like stand out. That's humongous win. That's awesome. Um, and Danny and Tanya, I mean, Rob, we went on and we interviewed them together and they were actually two of the cutest people that I think I've ever met. They were so <laughs> precious and I, they were like, yeah, we just love, like, we love training. We love playing volleyball. And then we they love waking out. up early. Unlike you other lazy yeah. college students. Yeah. We love waking up early, like <laughs> all the time. Like it just is crazy to us that like waking up early, like, and we're like <laughs> sitting there and they're like, we're like, yeah, no, we're not big early. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but they are so sweet from the, like just off the court. And then you get them on the court. I've never actually played against them. 
but watching them play, like they are insane competitors. I think that anybody and everybody that goes against them should be afraid because they are fierce. Yeah. Anything to add, Mets? Uh, no, that was pretty spot on. <laughs> well, what I can see footage wise, and I high, highly rely on Instagram. Um, gosh, Danny takes a lot of area on the block. She just is such a good instinctual blocker. And when you have someone that consistent defending at the net, it makes it so much easier for the defender behind. And I'm sure that communication is intense because they've been playing together for so long and playing for the U19s, I believe it was, or U21s. I, I know they, they broke up for one of them. Like one only played the U21s and they played together for the U19s and, or vice versa. But I mean, they've got to be so dialed in because some of the things they're executing against other teams are pretty insane. So, mm-hmm. but going into like this, this week one competition, I mean, think of the, the matchups at the FSU beach bash. You had Maddie and Brooke playing against um, Erica and Mackenzie. That goes to a third set tiebreak easily. Those are two top five teams. So uh, goes Erica and Mackenzie's way. Then you have Erica and Mackenzie playing Danny and Tanya, and they lose 2-0, another top five team in the nation. I mean, that was a great preview of what you could get as far as top five, even top seven teams in the nation just in mm-hmm. one weekend. So, yeah, I'm excited for uh, Brooke and Maddie to play TCU's ones this weekend. I think that's going to be a great matchup. Feel free to Instagram live that if you're able to. I know a lot of people who watch it. Volley talk, those guys are like, where can we get streams? Like, you just have to follow the players. They sometimes Instagram live them. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Madison Fitzpatrick at Florida State, and you're listening or watching College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. Hi, I'm Erica Brock from FAU. Hi, I'm Mackenzie Morris from FAU. And you're listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. So, um... With that, let's jump into some of the other news. Like I mentioned earlier, that Cal State Bakersfield entered the top 20 for the first time in the season's history. And they interviewed head coach Cesar Benatti, and he thinks that he takes this as a kind of accomplishment that comes from planting the right seeds and doing all the right things. And he's such a humble guy. If you, I met him because he's also an assistant for the indoor team. But um, he's just doing all the little things that are helping build that program. And, you know, the Big West, you got Cal Poly, Hawaii, Long Beach State, and you got to add on. Cal State Bakersfield at this point because they're doing really good stuff. So, um, but I wanted to ask you guys about the polls since we they entered at number 20. Um, there was, if you look at the two polls, the ABCA, there was a ton of movement. One through four stayed the same. The USC, UCLA, uh, TC, no. Uh, who am I forgetting? I got to jump back to my other sheet here. You've got uh, Florida State and LMU. Sorry, Mads. <laughs> I, was, I was upset there for like, Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the collegebeachvb.com, one through eight didn't change, which is USC, UCLA, Florida State, LMU, TCU, Grand Canyon, Stanford, and Cal. So um, do the polls matter, do you think? Are they an adequate assessment of what we've seen so early into the season? And we'll start with you, Charlie. Yeah, so I think that I have two answers to that. So to begin... <laughs> yes and no all right let's go well yes a little bit of that but i'd say that for the out external sources watching and for internal sources as well i think the polls are important because i think that while they change over time and while there's always movement i think that the movement and the rankings are like really good for motivation um Mm -hmm. 
but I also think that coming from a place where even looking at the rankings last year, when we started off as number 19 and ended up number seven, um, the rankings don't matter until the very end, but they can serve as a motivating factor um, to get you that little extra push to go to the end. So I'd say that it's like, yes, it, it is a yes and no, but from an external source, I think that the rankings are like serve a purpose, um, mm-hmm. but that purpose might be different um, as time goes on. Yep. Mads, jump on in. That was, that was like a poem. I think that, that was perfectly <laughs> said. I think I agree at the beginning, it doesn't matter as much. It serves a completely different purpose than it does at the end. At the beginning, it can be a confidence booster or like you said, a motivational source. Like we see, we're about to play UCLA and we want to take, we want to take their spot, you know, like it's just, it's good motivation. And then at the end, that's when it really comes down to it. And that's when it really matters. Yeah, I agree. You said a poem, Mike, I'm thinking Dr. Seuss. Do you like your Seminoles or would you rather go with horn fog toes? <laughs> really good. I'm on the fly because I'm looking at our next segment, which is what are we watching this next week? And I, I got a sense of what you guys are going to say, but I, I'm going to go ahead and put it in your guys' court. What uh, duels or particular matches? And I know there's a lot. I, I just like, oh, that's a bad question because there's a lot going on in a few locations. So let's start with you, Mads. Okay, so I'll I'll just do two because I could go off on like four of them. I'm looking forward to LMU versus LSU. Every time they play, I feel like they're kind of similar, but I think that LMU has the leg up on them. I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but I'm looking forward to seeing how LSU responds to such a talented LMU team. And then also I'm looking forward to seeing Long Beach State and Stanford. I think that that's going to be a really good game. Oh, I like it. Charlie, what you got? I'm looking forward to playing that game to start. We've got a gnarly weekend where we've got a couple top 10 matchups. So I'm looking forward to playing in all Stanford games. We played GCU, Cal Poly, Long Beach State, and USC this weekend. So it'll be a little bit of a gnarly weekend, Um, but I'm really excited to bring the fire and see the fire that everybody else brings. Um, But a game that I'm really looking forward to is the TCU FSU matchup. Not to give give too many shout outs to um, our girls at FSU, but... I'm really excited to see that matchup. And I'm really excited also to see the LMU LSU matchup because of the fact that I think that Mads, I'm with you on this, that not to annoy anybody or to tick off anybody, but I think that LMU has a little bit of the edge and LMU being an underdog team of the past, having an edge, I think this is LSU's chance for a little bit of an upset, but also, I mean, LMU's chance to be this dominant force that they're kind of cut out to be right now. Yep. Well, I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to go to two locations. Actually, it's three, but anything that's happening in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend, I'm going to keep an eye on because that's where the number three, number five matchup of Florida State takes on TCU in their home turf. Um, so we know that's going to be a, a, quite the battle. And there are other duels going on as well. South Carolina is out there as well. Georgia State, um, Stetson, and that's a two-day tournament. So I'm going to cheat on that one. I'm going to go another one. Anything that's in L.A. this weekend, because a lot of teams are coming in for the Battle of L.A. You got GCU, USC, Long Beach State, UCLA, Cal Poly, and Stanford. So um, a lot of brawling going on in those two locations. And there's going to be blood in the water, I think, because all these coaches are wanting to get the best competition right out of the gates. And it's happening. And we're seeing some excellent play happen early on here. 
I think the strength of schedule, I mean, all the way around, I think the strength of competition nationally, we've said it before and I'll say it again, the strength of competition nationally has gone up every single year. Like we are not, we are seeing a completely different game being played now than at least was played my freshman year. I'm sure it's way different than Mads' freshman year as well. I mean, like looking at the escalation and elevation of the game through the last four years makes me super proud to be a beach volleyball player, but I'm like looking at this schedule and every single location that I'm looking at, I see really high level competition at, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep my eyes like wet and they're off the court. I think that they're going to be just staring at screens, looking at scores and looking at matchups because I want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Madge, you have something to, to add into that. So what you got? You're, you're on the edge of your seat it looks like <laughs> oh i am kind of rocking back and forth my chair is uncomfortable <laughs> so i'm trying to you know pick something. um no i'm just so excited I, one of the most fun parts about beach volleyball is how close the community is so like while i'm playing i or after i'm done playing i love checking in to see how charlie's playing or like how other people in other schools how they're doing like it's so much fun twitter beach volleyball on twitter at this time of year is just the most fun time it's like christmas for like two months straight <laughs> Oh, no doubt. Well, that concludes episode number one of, of our early season episodes of College Volleyball Weekly Beach Top 20. And that's Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford, Matt Fitzpatrick of Florida State. Um, one thing I, I forgot to mention was, you know, we want to try and increase the coverage across the nation. Um, so if you are watching or listening, DM any of us. I'll put our handles on the screen on Instagram. We'll see if we can squeeze it in. We want to spread the love, so to speak. but. <clears throat> Be sure to check out collegebeachvb.com and volleyballmag.com as well. Ladies, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>